Welcome to Know Your Risk Radio on 97.3 Cairo FM and AM 770 KTTH. Know Your Risk Radio is hosted by Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. Whether it's preservation of capital or an aggressive growth strategy, every investor needs a clearly defined risk profile. Know Your Risk Radio is brought to you by Bulwark Capital, helping families navigate the ever-changing and often volatile markets. Know Your Risk Radio starts now. Here's your host, Zach Abraham. And we are back. Thank you so much for joining us for another of the most scintillating hours in finance radio. And I'm back and I'm pumped to be back. It feels like I've been gone for a month. I was telling the the, the listeners on KTTH in our little three-minute open there. I was only gone last week. And man, a lot happened. Uh, first and foremost, you know, when prior to, I don't know if you guys... I don't know if you remember or not, but prior to last week, on the show prior to last week, so so not last Saturday, but the Saturday before that, when the show aired, um, one of the things I was saying that you really want to watch for the week ahead is tech and rates and oil and all that kind of stuff. And I said that I think tech's going to roll over. Uh, we haven't seen a huge rollover on the index, but this bloodletting in tech continues. And it, guys... You know, if you don't take my word for it, you're going to learn on your own. I mean, bottom line is when interest rates start going up, that's what's been so weird about watching all of these people keep trying to double down on these multiple stocks. You're like, guys, there is something called a discounted cash flow model and a discount rate. When interest rates are going up and we are no longer on lockdown, the COVID stocks at crazy multiples aren't going to work and you're going to get roasted. And that's what's happened. Um. Now, I, nobody knows the severity of it. I'm certainly not pounding my chest. It's not like I, you know, shorted all that stuff and we're up 30% this year. I wish I had, but we didn't. I'm not going to sit there and try to say we played it perfectly. But it's just amazing to me how blind, uh, you know, I've heard, I've heard new clients coming in saying stuff like, well, you know, oil's not going to go above 100 and, and tech does well in rising interest rate environments. I, I literally had somebody come tell me their advisor told them that. I said, okay. And they go, you disagree? And I go, I don't disagree. Market history disagrees. I don't know what they're talking about. Bottom line is interest rates go up. Market multiples have to go down. What is that going to negatively impact? It's going to hit the most expensive stocks. This isn't controversial, right? Bonds? Well, we think bonds are still a good bet. How? I... And guys, this is the reality that I'm trying to wake people up to. If you think the firm you're with or the advisor you're with, and again, this isn't a dog on them. It's not bad intentions, right? This isn't them trying to stick one over on you. This is, in my opinion, the fact that the financial advisory world is full of a bunch of neophytes that, that don't know the work, that they're financial product salesmen, and that's fine. People think that that's pejorative when I say that. It's not. One of the other analogies I use when you go to these big investment banks, if that, if you know, if, if fixed indexed annuities or if your bond replacement strategy or your real estate, you know, we've got different things that we use as bond replacements. But they're like, if that was better, why isn't Morgan Stanley selling it to me? And I go, well, I, what does Morgan Stanley sell? Stocks and bonds. Who are their biggest clients? The companies whose stocks and bonds they sell. And that's not bad. That's a, that's a good business. Obviously, they built Morgan Stanley on it. But the, the analogy I always use is don't go to Home Depot and be mad that they don't have good Chinese food. Well, that's not what they do. And I mean, why aren't they telling you this? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I've been saying this stuff on the radio for years. Get out of bonds. Best case scenarios, it's dead money. Worst case scenarios, you're going to get killed. Here we are, TLT, ETF that tracks U.S. government bonds. Last year is down 4.5%. Last I checked, it's down 55 this year already. I mean, I, I, look, a blind man can see in a minute. This is what I've been trying to tell you guys. Rates go up, bonds go down. That's not a prognostication. That's a fact. And what amazes me is I hear people call me, well, I'm worried about inflation. We go through their portfolio, they got 40 to 50% bonds. And I'm like, what are you doing? I... What is your advisor doing? Well, they told us hold on to bonds because you know, they're going to come back. What? And I just want to be clear. I'm not going to go off on a bond tirade here, guys. But I just want everybody to understand. If you own a bond that is paying 2.5%, okay, you got to take the fees out. You're paying an advisor. If you own a fund, you're paying an internal fund. 
You're paying an internal fund fee, right? And the best you can make is 2.5%. Now, if rates go negative, I suppose you could make a little bit of principal money. But, but you know, for all intents and purposes, you just bought an asset that's going to pay you 2.5% less fees in a market that's in an, in an economy that's got 7% inflation. So what's your best case scenario? Your best case scenario is that you don't make a lot of money. Or like I've said on the show a million times, sometimes investments aren't bad because they're going to lose you a ton of dough. Sometimes an investment's bad because it's got no upside. That's kind of like, you know, it reminds me, you look at a bond portfolio right now, and it reminds me of my old college football coach. They used to say, you know, like, don't make me come out there, boys, and show you how it's done. I might be old, but I'm slow. And the same rules apply to these high-flying tech companies that everybody is still tripping over themselves to get into. Now, <clears throat> let me say, I, I do see some babies being thrown out with the bathwater here. I see some good tech companies that have, you know, have been hit by 65 70%. And uh, I actually think there's some value here. The problem is, is when we look through a lot of the crowd favorites, yeah, they might be down 50, 60%, but they're still trading at multiples of like 15 times revenue. Not, not all of them. You kind of see them, you know, surrounding that 10 to 11 times revenue, which is a pullback from what we've seen guys. But you also have to understand 10 to 11 times revenue is still really expensive. And it's just going to be hard for those multiples to expand in a rising interest rate environment. The other thing I think that you got to be really afraid of here is the majority of the stocks getting killed have been the retail favorites, right? The Kathy Wood favorites, all this kind of stuff. We got to understand, right, the, the retail stuff, the stuff that's been most popular with the home gamers and stuff like that. And I understand why it's made a pile of money. Problem was is that the confidence level got too high and a lot of these positions are very levered up. Or they're using short-dated options, right? Because that's short-dated options offer the most upside and they work great when things are going up. They don't when things are going down. Here's why we need to pay attention to that. Because the longer these things don't go up, the more value via option, via theta decay and option expiry. When I say theta decay, I mean the time value in an option. Right. Meaning that if I've got an option on to buy something, I'd prefer to have it for two years rather than two weeks. Right. But if I buy one for two weeks, I can probably buy it really cheap. Just imagine that if I'm making a bet on an option that a stock's going to go up 20 percent in three years, that option's probably going to be expensive because the odds of that, depending on the company. Right. It's not that's not that odd if a company. But if I'm betting that a company, if I buy an option that's only good for two weeks, that's betting a company's going to go up 20%, I can get that option dirt cheap. And that's what a lot of these guys have been doing and making a killing. Okay, well, all of these popular stocks now are getting killed. What does that mean? That means a lot of money is evaporating at every option expiry every two weeks. That's what it means. And that also means that not a lot of that value, right? Or if, if, they're, if they're blowing up, if those options are expiring, the gains, right? That money is evaporating. It's gone. Which means that a lot of those home gamers and retail investors that have been pushing this stuff higher, they're out of bullets. A lot of them are levered up too, which is one of the reasons I think that you're meaning using debt, right? Using margin to juice up their returns. I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing the, you know, what is Roku down for crying out loud? It was down like 22% in the after hours after being down 10% on the day. It's down 24%. That's been a favorite. Now, again, I'll flip around and just say, I actually like Roku as a company. This could be a baby getting out with the bathwater. Now, I don't see really, I mean, today, I guess, could be the absolute bottom on a stock like Roku. We don't own it. I'm not giving any recommendations here. But you know now you're you got Ray, you got Roku now trading at about little over seven times revenue. Little that's still spendy, okay. But now we're getting into reason. Where were we at a year ago? Well, February nineteenth of twenty twenty one, it was at four sixty seven. Okay, and I can pull stock after stock after stock up just like this. And guys, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment too because I I'm a big well, I think you, I think you have to be to, to, to last in this business for any period of time, but I'm a big advocate of, of learning from other people's pain, 
right? Learning from other people's mistakes. And in no way am I gloating. You know, guys, it's been a crazy two years, right? I think if you've posted decent positive returns and shielded money, like I, you know, I just tip the cap to you and go, hey, it's been tough. We've had a good run. We haven't blown it out of the park. I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of the performance that we put up, especially during COVID. But, um, you know, nobody's no, nobody's perfect at this game. And I'm not saying that. And I'm not talking about these things to pick on these people or even to, you know, to heap on them when everybody else is jumping on them. When I talk to our employees about this all the time, when there's a mistake made by me or by anybody, what can I was a matter of fact, I was just having this conversation this morning with, with one of our employees. Okay, look. The, 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 the egg has been broke. The milk has been spilled. What do we do from here? Right? What can we learn from this? And I just think that there's a lot of things to learn. And one of them is don't buy stocks because you're afraid they're going to go higher. Don't chase. When you see insanely expensive stocks, keep an eye on them. I'm going to give you an example right now. PayPal and I am not advising anybody buy it. I'm not advising you sell it. I'm just using this as an example. I think PayPal is a really good business and it's something that I've wanted to put in the portfolio for a long time. The problem was I was waiting to get it on a sell. Now, if I look at PayPal over the last three years, right, it's done amazing. Well, it doesn't look like it right now, but it's done amazing. Let's see where are we at five years. Let's pull up the charter. Okay. So in 20 beginning of 2020 before COVID PayPal was at 108. Okay, at that period of time, it was trading at about a 45 times earnings. That was about the multiple on it, 45 times earnings, 108. It got as high as 303, 308, excuse me, on July 23rd of last year, six months ago, okay? Today, it is trading at 104, and now it's trading at a 29 multiple, 29 times earnings, okay? I'm not telling you this is the bottom for the stock. I'm not recommending you buy it. But one of the reasons that we take the approach that we do in manage risk is if you really like a company that's insanely priced, it doesn't always work out, but typically keep it on a watch list and wait for it to get cheap. It might take a couple years. I'll be completely transparent with you. I did not think we'd get another shot at PayPal at a decent multiple. I didn't think it would fall this far. If I knew it would have fallen this far, I'd have shorted it. But my point is, is we need to think like investors. We need to deploy capital where it's going to be productive, not in the places that we're afraid are going to keep going up. Because when you see stocks just driven, and not purely, right? There's a lot more internet activity and PayPal put up good numbers, right? Which is reflective of all the internet commerce and all that kind of stuff. They put up good numbers, but you go look at the majority of these tech companies, their multiples, their multiples exploded far more than their actual financials improved during COVID. And what were we saying at the beginning of last year? Going into 2021, we were saying that we think this is the year where the COVID stocks give up the COVID premium and value and inflationary assets come back. We were a little early on that call, right? It really didn't start until the end of last year and pick up in earnest this year. But guys, if you're not in lockdown and these are not the only games in town, they're going to go down. And then you throw rising interest rates and 40-year high inflation on top of it. This is what you see. You see companies getting smacked down by 60 to 70% in the space of four or five months. And And that's why value matters, guys. It doesn't when it doesn't, but it eventually always does. So anyway, the other side of it, oil. You guys know the deal on oil. Russia-Ukraine situation, guys, it's a geopolitical situation that I don't think that there's a whole lot of clarity on. Personally, I don't think I have a whole lot to add here. I will continue saying I don't think Putin has any reason to yield. The way I look at it is either Ukraine's going to sit there and say, all right, we'll sign an agreement that we're not going into into NATO. I have a hard time believing NATO is going to step in with real. I know, I know Biden said he would, and I could be hundred percent wrong guys. I, I'm not some mastermind geopolitical strategist at all. Um, but, but I do look at this situation. The thing I think is funny now is this run in oil is all getting put on this scenario. You know, oil was at 80 to 85 before this stuff really even got going in earnest. So I don't, I don't think that's the right outlook to take. Um, but if it continues to devolve, it's certainly, I, I would expect it to send some shockwaves through energy prices just because it adds to the dimension. 
Um, but it's just amazing to me how many calls I hear out there. People going, yeah, oil's, you know, 90 is the top for oil. 95 is top for oil. And I'm like, really? And look, guys, I, you know, you've heard me say I think it can go a lot higher. I'm not going to make calls. Oil's like a, oil's like trying to ride a bucking bronco, right? It does what it does. It, that is a big, volatile, violent market. Um, not trying to make guess. I'm just saying when you look at supply and demand, bottom line, and then you start looking at rig counts out there in the field and you look at labor count. I mean, you look at any way you want. I mean, bottom line is supply and demand are still disjointed on the oil side. Um, now, maybe that changes. I was reading an article last night where they seem to think that shale oil is just going to come back online because prices are where they're at. I just don't see that. I, the, to, to think that, you can't be listening to conference calls by these guys. You can't be paying. I mean, I, I just, I, it doesn't mean it's not possible. I'm just saying when you look at the data, the information that we have right now, that's just not that that's 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 not the picture. And and and, and here's the other thing we're gonna have to deal with. And I again I, I think we've said this quite a few times in the last year. When you get into moments like this, guys, where you've got serious market dynamics like inflation, like interest rates, making moves that they haven't made in 40 years, that's gonna create a lot of confusion, a lot of anomalies, a lot of craziness in the market. And, and, and I think that's the biggest thing that you're seeing here. But anyway, uh, got to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. We'll, we'll wrap up a little bit. I went over here like I've always been, like every week. Uh, we'll wrap up the market open because there's a couple other things I want to get to. Um, and then we will get into the take, then we'll take another quick break and we'll come back for the, for the next segment, but stick with us through the break. Also guys, we've got another webinar coming up. It's 30 minutes long. We walk you through exactly how we do everything. We show you our portfolios, right? That were down six and a half percent during COVID and still had great returns since. Got to be careful about quoting performance. People think I'm ducking that number. I'm not, we can give you it on the webinar. I just got to be, you just got to be careful. Um, and not just because the SEC, you know, I, if you, t- one of the things I've learned, if you talk too much about performance, people call you that are only hunting performance and we have performance, but it's over the longer run and we're managing risk. And, you know, we've had great runs actually over the last, anyway, my whole point is join the webinar. There's no cost to it. There's, there's no interaction. You can see exactly how we do things. I lay out all of our portfolios, explain the bond replacement strategies, show you our fees, show you the performance, show you how everything works. Last for 30 minutes, talk to you about estate planning, social security, all the different things that we run our clients through. And so when you get done with that 30, you're going to have a very good idea of how our stuff works, how we do things. And then after that, guys, it's in your hands. If you want to call us and talk to us for a consultation, great. We'd love to. Uh, if not, no big deal. Hope you leave more educated. So anyway, give us a call 866-779-RISK or go to the radio show website, knowyourriskradio.com, bulwarkcapitalmanagement.com. Sign up for the free seminar that's coming up. Uh, on the web webinar, actually, sorry, it's not some dinner plate deal. Uh, web February 24th, 3 PM Pacific standard time, 4 PM mountain time for our friends in Phoenix. You're invited too. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Stick with us through the break. You're listening to know your risk radio podcast, download and subscribe to knowyourriskradio.com. Do better in bull markets. Do better in bear markets. Pay less fees in all markets. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. You can subscribe to Zach's free newsletter, The Bulwark Insider Report, at knowyourriskradio.com. Are your finances and investments well-positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's free live webinar Thursday, February 24th at 3 o'clock. Zach, what will we learn? Dory, the core of our investment and retirement planning process is protecting portfolios against major losses while still growing assets. In our live webinar, I'll explain how we do it and answer some big questions like, do I have enough to retire? When should I take Social Security? Do I need estate planning or long-term care? And why are investment strategies like the basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio outdated and a risk in today's inflationary environment? Learn how our risk management strategy can protect your retirement. Zach Abraham's free live webinar is 3 p.m. Thursday, February 24th. Space is limited, so reserve now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.
You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we're back. All right, so tying up market update, I got to move kind of quick. Um, what are thoughts on oil? I, you know, guys, in the short term, I don't really have any. Um, all I know is that oil stocks are still not anywhere close to representing uh, profitability, cash flow. Again, doesn't I'm not recommending you buy them. I, guys, please... You, I'll say it again. And I just do that just because, you know, all the, and that's, we've talked about this before, but I want everybody to know then all the stuff we talk about, we're active managers, guys. So we're not married. You know, I was telling our, during this period of time right now, I've told our analysts this, I've told our other portfolio manager this guys, we're, 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 we're dating stocks with this much uncertainty. I just, especially when you manage retirement money, we just have to keep one eye on the downside constantly. Um, especially with interest rates and inflation and all the stuff that we all know is going on. Uh, now gas is getting little, uh, interesting to me. Um, and, and, and I may be wrong for thinking that, but just anecdotally, I, especially with the tensions now with Russia, um, meaning I believe Russia supplies, don't quote me. It's either, I'm going to get it mixed up. It's either, they either supply, I think it's 20, I think it's 25% of Germany's oil, 50% of their Nat gas, but those numbers might be reversed. Um, and, and so the, the more tensions that build up in this Ukraine situation, I think it will undoubtedly impact oil. Um, but it should also impact natural gas just as much. And that's kind of the thing that I don't really understand now is everybody's like, oh, well maybe oil will pull back after these geopolitical tensions are eased. Oil isn't here because of geopolitical tensions, maybe a few bucks. Now that doesn't mean if there's a resolution to the Ukrainian situation that oil couldn't drop 15 bucks. I mean, it dropped 26 at the end of last year on nothing, right? Like that drop in oil was completely wrongheaded. It was completely wrong. And, and that's kind of what we're dealing with this in this market guys, is that you can be right and still take a 30% downturn. And that's why I was explaining to our clients the other day, guys, that's why we play it careful in environments like this. And that's why we hedge. That's why we're about flat so far this year, even though the stock market's down 10% almost now, 10 or 9, 10. S&P, NASDAQ's down 13 now, something like that. I think we're down 0.8, maybe maybe 1. one I got to check it. It's either it's somewhere between 0.8 and like 1.5 or something like that. Um, <clears throat> and that's just kind of the protective measures, right? The, uh, the algorithm, our momentum algorithm, shoot, was that... A month ago, it went 90% cash and just said, no mas, I don't like this. So I, you know, I'll just say it again. I, we're not the only ones that do it guys, but this is not a time to just ride the indexes. Also guys, don't just look at your stocks, look at your bonds, look at last year, look at this year. Okay. Then go look how they did through COVID and ask yourself, why do you own them? Your stocks will eventually, most of them will eventually come back. The bonds are just going to be an elevator to hell, to financial hell. You're just burning money. Do something, guys. Don't just sit there and take it on the chin. There's a different way. There's a way that gives you substantially more upside, way less downside, and much lower fees. Give us a call, 866-779-RISK, and 866-779-RISK. Join our webinar February 24th, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Go to knowyourriskradio.com, boardcapitalmanagement.com. Follow me on Twitter at Radio. We got to run. We'll be right back. Stick with us through the break. This is the Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach discuss key investment strategies across several asset classes, not just stocks and bonds. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Are your finances and investments well positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's free live webinar Thursday, February 24th at 3 o'clock. Zach, what will we learn? Dory, the core of our investment and retirement planning process is protecting portfolios against major losses while still growing assets. In our live webinar, I'll explain how we do it and answer some big questions like, do I have enough to retire? When should I take Social Security? Do I need estate planning or long-term care? And why are investment strategies like the basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio outdated and a risk in today's inflationary environment? Learn how our risk management strategy can protect your retirement. 
Zach Abraham's free live webinar is 3 p.m. Thursday, February 24th. Space is limited, so reserve now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we are back. All right. So let's get into this topic. And and, and the reason, I, I want to just clarify really quick. Um, I am not beating up on anybody. This is a tough job. Uh, now, I, I'm trying to pick my words delicately. Um, I am not beating up on Kathy Wood. Um, having said that, I have thought for the last two years that the way that she manages a portfolio is grossly incompetent. And I don't mean that to be pejorative. I mean that when you see the way she buys things, it looks as if she's never done this. And when she buys them, it looks as if she's never done this. The way she places trade. For instance, you can look at a portfolio. I had a new client come in here. And I looked at the way his portfolio was traded and I said, your advisor's never done this before. And he goes, well, what do you mean? And I just said, this is not the way a professional money manager trades. And he goes, you're right. He got into the business five years ago. And again, I don't mean that as a slam. What's the, the, so when I was down and I forgot to talk about this, actually, let me digress a little bit. I've had a lot of questions. Maybe for some of you don't care. That's fine. But I'll give you a quick synopsis. So went down to Phoenix, took all the office, all of our employees down there with us because I got a chance to play in the Phoenix Open, uh, the the waste management, um, you know, where the big, you know, all the stands are built around the the tee box and everything. I got to play with uh, Adam Scott, Gary Woodland uh, were the two pros that we played with. And then Michael Phelps was in our foursome uh, for all 18 holes. And what a great guy. Um I had a blast playing with him, just down to earth, really nice guy. Got to meet his wife. His wife and my wife talked and walked a bunch on the course and just really neat people, really down to earth. Um, and, and so was Adam Scott, Gary Woodland, great guys, incredible experience, absolute blast. Um, so for our friends down in Phoenix, you guys know how to throw a party. We had an absolute blast. Um, weather couldn't have been better. And then we got to hole 16. That's the famous hole. You guys saw the hole in one, probably a lot of you. They're throwing all the stuff on the green. All that. Well, we're playing in Wednesday during the program, so it wasn't during the actual tournament. <clears throat> and it came, came for my turn to get up there and hit. And there's everybody who's like, you nervous? I was more nervous on the first tee, honestly, because it is so overwhelming being on that tee box. There are so many people. You got the stands built up around you. They're pumping music in there. And it it's weird. It's like, it's like sensory overload to where like, you know, you're so ginned up and you're so nervous that you're really not, if that makes sense. It's like too big of a, it's, it's overwhelming. So you can't really process it. So I actually got up there and felt pretty relaxed and pretty, put a good swing on it. And, um, I kid you not, <laughs> it's a broken clock, uh, broken clock analogy, but actually hit it to two feet. It looked like it had a chance to go in at one point. Um, so that was pretty neat. That, that was, that was a pretty fun experience. Hit some other good shots, but yeah, I'm an eight handicap. It's not like I was out there competing with the pros, but, um, no, it wasn't an experience. It was phenomenal. Anyway, so I digress, <clears throat> but, but, but the reason that made, made me think of that was because if you watch videotape of me, a decent golfer, an eight handicap, and then you watch videotape of Gary Woodland, and Adam Scott, just what we do before the shot. Right, not, not, not even saying looking at the ball, looking at where it ends up. If you just watch what we do before the shot and the way we set up to the golf ball, it looks different. They look like pros. I look like a guy that knows how to hold a golf club and that plays golf. Probably look kind of like an eight handicap. I look proficient or competent, but I don't move like them. Right, I don't, I don't read my putt lines like they do. If you watch closely and you know what to look for, you see a difference. You see the difference between the way an amateur, even a good amateur, I wouldn't consider me, I'm just saying even a scratch golfer, but you see a difference in even the way a good amateur 
and the best in the world do things. And I'm also not saying I'm the best in the world or one of the best in the world at investing. I'm not. But I'm just saying there's these analogies. And one of the things that was got just just had me gobsmacked for the last couple of years is watching Kathy Wood and sitting there watching her run this portfolio and going, okay, there's two outcomes. Either I'm going to learn that all the things that I've learned about investing don't matter and are no longer valid. Or it's going to end up exactly like it always does, which is bloodshed and carnage. Why? Because there's no risk management. There's no attention to underlying value, which is a form of risk management, right? Ben, ben Graham, the mentor of, of Warren Buffett, called value, right? When you look at a company that's undervalued, he referred to it as a margin of safety, meaning that, you know, you kind of knew the worst you could do because you knew the brass tacks of what something was worth. When you're ponying up for rides like that on, st- on, on stocks like that, the, what you're experiencing in ARC, that's part of the deal. Right? There's nobody that throws up 160% returns over an 18-month period of time in a retail portfolio. Okay, a retail equity only long equity portfolio. Now, there are hedge fund managers that have done it. That's a different ball game. They can use derivatives. Right, we know of a lot of hedge fund managers that made killings uh, <clears throat> during the financial crisis and still put up good numbers after that. I'm not referring to that. I'm talking about a long only stock portfolio. And I said it last year when they were at their highs. What? Not because I'm Nostradamus, sweet mercy, I wish I was, but because there are. When you are taking the type of risks that generate 160 percent return in an all equity portfolio that is supposed to be diversified, right? You're going to get 50, 60, 70% drawdowns. It's just the way it is. Now, I think the powerful thing that investors can learn from this is go look at where ARK is now. It's underperformed us and it's underperformed the market. And that's what people don't understand. Risk management enhances long-term returns, guys. And Jim Cramer spoke to this the other day. Now, let to be fair, Jim Cramer, I think, was referring to her as a genius. This might have not been his words, but a genius stock picker a year ago, which is what Jim does. He, he waffles. Right. We know that. But he said, and I, I agree with him 100 percent. He said yesterday in an interview that if you watch her trade and when she buys things and when she sells them, she looks as if she's a person that started in this job in the last two, in yesterday. Right? That approach has worked really well over the last two years. But, but, but the thing that I think is such a, such a teachable moment about this, the thing that I think, I don't think, I know, that every investor, including me, can learn a lesson from, is it really is your process. Right? It's the work that goes into it. I don't need to see the end result to know it's going to end bad. When I watch the way those things are, I can't tell you when. But when you don't pay any attention to valuation, and they don't. They, they can say they do, they don't. Like she's on there saying now it's a deep value portfolio. Go through the portfolio. That's laughable. I'm looking at a portfolio that could lose another 40%, 50%. Why? Because there's a lot of nonsense in it. That's not my call. I'm not wishing you that on anybody. I'm not saying, they, right? If she gets smoked, it doesn't help me. I'm not rooting for it. What I'm saying is there's a lesson to be learned here, that risk management matters. This is why guys like Stan Druckenmiller and Warren Buffett and Peter Lynch and Soros, and you name all the greats, David Tepper, Einhorn, the, the guys that have staying power, Carl Icahn, by the way, guys, incredible documentary on HBO about Carl Icahn and it was remarkably clean too. There wasn't a lot of foul language. I don't even think I heard a single F-bomb. I could have missed it though because Icahn is a guy I've always really admired um, because he gets painted as a pirate and in my opinion I think he's been an incredible defender of shareholder rights and has held companies accountable but but go watch that Icahn documentary on HBO. It's outstanding. Anyway, but if you watch these guys they haven't, la- right? Like, like Frosty Westering, my, my college football coach, used to say, it's not good because it's old, guys. It's old because it's good. 
it stood the test of time, right? Not everything old is bad. I know we live in a unique period of time where, you know, it's, well, it's not completely unique. Kind of reminds me of like the 60s, right? You don't trust anybody over 30. Wasn't that the thing? It's kind of a similar mindset going on today. But, but just because somebody goes out and makes a lick investing, don't listen to it. Do you, do you think Kathy Woods stumbled on something that Druckenmiller and Buffett just missed? No. No, there's horses for courses. And every single cycle has its pinup girl, right? It's, it's model investor. And that investor usually hits it out of the park for that one cycle and you never hear from him again. And we got to think long term here. We got to think risk management. We got to think, right, what is our advantage in a market like this where everything is just crazy and all over the place? It's that we don't have to bark at every passing car. We don't have to swing at every pitch. Now, that might mean we underperform a little bit here or there, but guess what we're not doing? We're not staring at an equity portfolio that's given up 70% over the last six months or 65% or whatever it is since February of last year. And now we're substantially underperforming the market over that period of time. Who cares that you went up to 160 if you're sitting at 63 today? And guys, there's so much of this attitude out there right now. That's why I wanted to bring this up, not to pound on Kathy Wood. I've been there before. I told you guys in 2013, I was up 9% and the market was up 31. It was miserable. I don't wish it on anybody. Okay, but you notice what I said? We were still up nine. Why do we manage money that way? Because you can't afford the 40, 50, 60% drawdowns in retirement. We have to err on the safe side. Does that mean we're going to be perfect? No. We won't. How many guys sit here on the radio and tell you about their worst year performance ever? Why do I do it? Because it's the reality. Nobody hits a home run every time they go to the park. But what we can do is make sure that when we miss, it's not catastrophic. It doesn't, our, you know, that, that 10, 11% pullback is not the beginning of a 60% negative cascade. And that's what you need in retirement, guys especially in this market with all the dynamics in play, inflation, rates. There's a better way to do it and the stuff that has worked the best over the last two years. If you're still in it, you've stayed too long at the party. Remember, go back to another one, right? Nothing good happens after midnight. Guys, it's like three in the morning right now. Now, I'm not saying on the market. I'm not saying we're the precipice. What I'm saying is most of you are in a mutual funds, ETFs, which means you are loaded up in this stuff. Okay. And if your stocks, bonds, you're probably already down eight, nine, 10% this year. Maybe not that much. The bonds are only down about five or six so far this year. Well, U.S. Treasuries, I didn't look at anything else. So maybe they're not down quite as much. But, or you could be sitting in a portfolio with us where we're basically sitting there even on the year. Now, I'm not, I, I want to make some money, but that's the advantage of active management. And we're not exposed to all the stuff that's getting dest- destroyed. And you guys have heard me on the radio saying this stuff's going to get killed. Why? Rates are going up and inflation's going up. It's just, it's crazy to me that I hear people fighting this. And I'm like, guys, that's what happens. That's what happens. Right? Rates go up. Multiples have to come down. And bonds have to get smoked. This isn't an opinion. Right? This is like, are you a weatherman? No, I just stuck my head out the window and it's raining. I don't need to be a weatherman. And it just blows me. If, if you're sitting there and you go talk to your advisor about this, you go, well, I disagree. I, he can, all opinions aren't equal. And I'm not saying mine's, I'm not saying, I, again, I, I'm not the end all be all. But if he says that's just an opinion, the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't understand financial or market history. I mean, if you were long and strong tech going into this year, I don't know what to tell you. But more importantly, the bond side of the portfolio. So anyway, getting back just to tie this up. I don't want to beat on them. But look at ARK. Pull it up. ARKK. Pull it up. Look at that. And if you've been listening to the show, you've heard me talking about the whole time and say it's coming. They're going to get wrecked. Watch. And again, I'm not Nostradamus. How did I know that was going to happen? It had to. It always does. Reminds me of Wall Street. Remember the movie Wall Street, Charlie Sheen, where the old branch manager comes up to him and he goes, enjoy it while it lasts, but it never does. I think about that when we're on a heater. 
Um, last January, 20, was it 2020? Yeah. Last January, our value portfolio was up 31% in the month of January. And that, and that kept going through my mind. Enjoy while it lasts. It never does. Now that doesn't mean we gave back all the gains. We didn't, we had a good year in the value portfolio finished up about 27%, but did give a little bit back. But one of the reasons we didn't give it back is because, and I'll go back to Jim Cramer. He said it yesterday on the thing. Hubris is dangerous in this game. It's very dangerous. And when you start thinking you can't miss, not only should you be careful, but everybody around you needs to get away because we're all fallible. Every great investor's got a hit. One one of the things I loved about that Icon documentary is they talk about his TWA investment that did not go well. It was a disaster. Now, he properly managed the risk, so it didn't kill him and his clients financially, but it hurt. Everybody misses. The key is not what do you do when things are going your way. It's just like life, right? Investing is a condensed version of life. When everything's rolling your way, it's easy. What do you do when you get knocked down? What do you do when markets get rough? What do you do when interest rates go up and the circumstances or the conditions in the market no longer fit your investment style? Can you pivot? Do you know what to pivot to? Do you know how to reduce risk? And guys, the reason I get so impassioned about this is not so you call and become a client. Obviously, I wouldn't mind if you do. But it's what's going on in tech right now. I'm passionate about warning people about these things that we do know. Guys, we don't know everything. Nobody does. But we can protect against the things we know. And that is what's so pernicious about the average retail portfolio right now. They're running you right into the brick wall. You are uniquely positioned to take the full brunt of this inflationary pop. You couldn't have, if you're 60% S&P 500 and 40% bond, you couldn't, be, you couldn't be positioned worse. And if you want out of that, if you want to know about different ways, if you want to know how you can get out of bonds and decrease your costs and increase your upside performance and drastically reduce your risk, and guys, that's the name of the game. That's what you should want. Then call us, 866-779-RISK. Again, 866-779-RISK. Go to the radio show website, knowyourriskradio.com, bulwarkcapitalmanagement.com. You guys know the drill. We're going to take a quick break. and we'll be right back, you're listening to the Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach uncover the truth about the financial markets with simple and honest advice to help you plan for retirement. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. Are your finances and investments well-positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's free live webinar Thursday, February 24th at 3 o'clock. Zach, what will we learn? Dory, the core of our investment and retirement planning process is protecting portfolios against major losses while still growing assets. In our live webinar, I'll explain how we do it and answer some big questions like, do I have enough to retire? When should I take Social Security? Do I need estate planning or long-term care? And why are investment strategies like the basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio outdated and a risk in today's inflationary environment? Learn how our risk management strategy can protect your retirement. Zach Abraham's free live webinar is 3 p.m. Thursday, February 24th. Space is limited, so reserve now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. What does outside-the-box investing really look like? Schedule your free risk review with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management, and see a side-by-side comparison of your current portfolio versus one Zach would recommend. Schedule your free risk review at knowyourriskradio.com. Hey, it's Dory Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. And Zach, I know you and Bulwark are laser-focused on risk management. What is the biggest risk right now? 
Ironically, bonds. Really? Why? Because of all this money printing and the fact that we're still at zero interest rates, it's likely to create some serious inflation. And inflation crushes bonds. If your portfolio has a significant portion in bonds, you may need a bond replacement strategy now. Get our free booklet, Common Sense Investing, to learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy that shows you how to protect your retirement against loss, but still seek market gains. Our goal is the highest returns with the least amount of risk and cost. Call now for your free copy of Zach's new version of Common Sense Investing. Learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC. LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we are back. All right, one one housekeeping note. <laughs> I got some messages from some people. I just want to clear this up. Um, <laughs> I had some messages from people saying, hey, I like your content, but it sounds too much like a radio show. It is a radio show. Okay, it airs on four different radio stations. It is a radio show. And I'm sorry for you podcast altruists uh, that don't like that format. I apologize. But that is also why we do our deep dives where they're long form. There's no commercial stuff like that. So um, it is a radio show. We do. We then we podcast it out. So <laughs> they're like, oh, he's plugging his firm. And I'm like, that's the, that that's kind of the point. They were mad about that. Anyway, um, so moving on to the next topic, guys. Um, obviously, inflation's on everybody's mind. I think we beat that drum enough. Um, the, the thing, what I think that we need to, piggybacking off of our discussion with Kathy Wood, because, you know, the, you get to this point where you're like, okay, we realize rates are going up, realize it's going to hit that. What do we do from here? Okay, what I think is occurring right now is a return to some form of sanity. Now, when you think about rising rates, think about rates as gravity. Okay, so when you're at 0%, crazy things can occur because the cost of capital is so low. Okay, as interest rates rise, that gravity gets heavier and heavier and heavier. So what do you need? You need more muscle. What does that mean in investment? It means strong balance sheets strong businesses, preferably underpriced. Okay. Because that's one of the biggest opportunities I see out there. I see a lot of stocks and a lot of really solid companies that have been thrown out or ignored or have been caught up in indexing past the passive index phenomenon. And these companies are financed. And we've talked about a lot of the oil ones, but there's a lot of companies in other industries too. They are self-financing companies. They got healthy balance sheets. They got cash flows. If things get nasty, they're in positions to take advantage. That is also how we run our portfolios. One of the reasons we're constantly looking at risk management is because we know the greatest bargains come during the toughest times. The problem is to take advantage of those, you got to have capital. To have capital, you got to manage risk. When you're managing risk, you also need to understand that that might cost you a little upside performance. Now, we were lucky enough over the last three years to get through COVID unscathed and did not underperform the market. We substantially outperformed it in the downturn, slightly outperformed it on the overall. But bottom line, gave slightly better than market returns with way less volatility. Now, will we always do that? No. But my point is, if you're a retail client and you're in retirement or about to go into retirement, do we want to beat the S&P every year? Gosh, yes. I'd love to smoke it every year. Is that the objective? No. Because if you don't ever beat the S&P 500, you could have a phenomenal retirement. The flip side is I could look at you and go, hey, I beat the S&P 500 every year. And you're like, you lost 55% last year. And I'm like, well, the market was down 62 That doesn't work in retirement, guys. And in my opinion, I also think you need active management. Am I biased? Yes, that's what we do. But we do it not because I think it's so much fun. We do it because we've got to have better. I can't look at clients in this environment and tell them to ride this up and down. I think that this could get really nasty. It probably should. No, not probably. It should. It will get nasty at some point. 
we got to have a portfolio that we know can work in either environment. I got to have a portfolio that I know can go through a category five hurricane, but also can generate returns that are going to surpass inflation. So my client's purchasing power isn't eroded over time via inflation. How do we do that? First and foremost, we get every part of the portfolio pulling its own weight. That's the other thing that sucks about bonds right now. Probably shouldn't say that word. My wife will get mad at me. Uh, But that's the thing. You don't even have a chance to win. Let's start there. On the equity side of the portfolio, we got downside protection in ours, guys. I think that's going to be a huge part of outperforming over the next several years. Matter of fact, I think that our ability to protect against loss might be the biggest factor of our outperformance over the next several years. Because the outlook looks really uncertain. Inject some certainty, guys. Take the worst case scenarios off the table. Oh, by the way, increase your upside. Oh, by the way, reduce your fees. It's not complicated. There's a better way. Give us a call, 866-779-RISK. Again, 866-779-RISK. Go to the radio show website, knowyourriskradio.com, boardcapitalmanagement.com. You guys know the drill. Go to the website, knowyourriskradio.com. Sign up for our web, uh, webinar that's coming up February 24th, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You guys know the drill. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. And like I said, guys, do something about your bonds. Anyway, we'll see you next week. You're listening to the Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. Thanks for listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. Whether it's preservation of capital or an aggressive growth strategy, every investor needs a clearly defined risk profile. Schedule your free risk review with Zach Abraham now at knowyourriskradio.com. Zach will be back with more Know Your Risk Radio next Saturday at noon on 97.3 Cairo FM and AM 770 KTTH. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Are your finances and investments well-positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's free live webinar Thursday, February 24th at 3 o'clock. Zach, what will we learn? Dory, the core of our investment and retirement planning process is protecting portfolios against major losses while still growing assets. In our live webinar, I'll explain how we do it and answer some big questions like, do I have enough to retire? When should I take Social Security? Do I need estate planning or long-term care? And why are investment strategies like the basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio outdated and a risk in today's inflationary environment? Learn how our risk management strategy can protect your retirement. Zach Abraham's free live webinar is 3 p.m. Thursday, February 24th. Space is limited, so reserve now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.